Hi, I'm Tim Robertson, and you're listening to MyMac Podcast number 208, sponsored by Otherworld Computing. Check them out at MacSales.com. The next generation of radio, it's the MyMac.com Podcast. And it's time to record the MyMac podcast again. I'm joined by Guy Searle and David Cohen. Hello, Guy Searle. Hey, how's it going, Tim? It's going great here. How about you, David Cohen? Yay. Yay. He's, he's back. Yay. <laughs> I'm back. You know, it's, it's, it's gone back We're to having me having a rocky bullwinkle moment here. Yeah. Yay. You know, it's been uh, kind of crazy here in the United States, and it looks like our craziness has spread worldwide. Barack Obama oh, yeah. was elected president, and it, it's it's amazing to be in the United States at this time. But I'm looking at coverage worldwide, and it seems like really everybody positive. is... Yeah, it's, I can't believe it. Even Iran is coming out saying, hey, welcome the new United States president. And it, it's, uh, it's a crazy time. I mean... Politics aside, George Bush really wasn't like, nor was his administration, and yet Barack Obama hasn't done a thing yet, and everyone is really, really excited. It's kind of crazy. Well, I'm hoping that uh, the hype will live up to the hype. Yeah, the, you mean what he does will live yeah, up to the hype? Yeah, right. What was you going to say, David? I, I mean, from 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 this side, you know, um, I mean, people are very impressed with. With the way he's come across, they're very impressed with how articulate he is, and the fact that he's talking about doing things differently and change. I think, you know, given the current uh, world climate and where where we have been for the last eight ten years, I think you know a message of change and doing it differently is, you know, even though even though we've no idea what what particularly that might mean, I think well, you know, change is probably a good thing, and I think that's one of the reasons why um, the you know the election was has been so widely impressed, particularly from from my perception. I think the McCain campaign just you know continued to make those same mistakes that have been made previously. The current administration, in terms of the messing and, and you know the tricks and and you know um, talking about things where, where as soon as you scratch behind below the surface, there was there was no substance. It was obvious that it was just all spin and flim flam, and you know I don't think that's what people want nowadays. Well, it's uh, we'll see what happens. I, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to say who I voted for. I think it's pre- probably obvious for anybody who's read my blog post for any length of time up on the website who I voted for. Yeah, Ralph um, Nader. Ralph Nader. Right, but Nader. You're you're a Nader Raider. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but regardless, this is a Mac podcast, and the only reason I bring it up is because I actually got some email from some of the readers of the website and uh, listeners of the podcast saying, "How can you guys elect Barack Obama?" In the same country that elected George Bush Jr. twice, to which I said, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just vote. <laughs> we're, 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 co- we're contrary that way. No, That's I mean, right. really, really kind of what it comes down to is it, it, it seems to me that we get kind of political exhaustion with one party or the other. Um, I think everybody was, was pretty much done with the Democrats by the, by the end of Clinton's term. And I think... You know, people were were close to the point of exhaustion at the end of George Bush's first term, but with everything that was going on at the time, I guess some people felt that it was you know you needed to have some continuity 
continuing to move forward. And of course, there was no moving forward. We just kind of stood still for another four years. You know, I think it's a lot of people who just want to change. And I think a lot of PC users have been going through that in the last couple of years. And I expect that to continue. They're just sick of the way these computers work. They don't work that as well as they're promised. They look shiny and brand new in the store and they get it home. And it's the same exam. Yeah, it might be a little faster than what they're used to, but it's the same experience that they've been using for the last 10 years. And I think that's why, why a lot of new Mac users are coming into the fold because it's something different. They're excited about the product. And, uh, you know, a lot of them obviously came from either the iPod or the iPhone first. And then kind of migrated to the Mac to see, is the computers just as good as these devices? And I, I think that we're starting to see more and more now Mac users that were PC users just really recently. And, and they're really starting to like the, the platform. At least that's kind of what I'm seeing. What do you think, David? I, I'd agree with that. I, I think if you look at the reception that the uh, Windows 7 announcement got uh, got last week, I mean, people again are you know they're ready for something different. They're ready for change. And despite the fact they've had, you know, Vista's had a very bad uh, reputation, they're, they're embracing something new. And I think I think the Mac has capitalised on that as well. Particularly as as people see, you know, the whole hardware software system as being something that works really well. Hey, hey, guy, are you surprised that Apple has kept up the the Mac PC ads after the, the pathetic attempt of Microsoft's stop picking on me ads. I mean, uh, Apple stuck with it, and I think that the commercials are getting even better now. No, I, I don't think I don't see any reason for Apple to stop using it. I mean, they've been successful, so um, why why change what works? You know, it it doesn't make any sense to to drop an ad campaign. That is working for you. So you know, and you know, let, let's face it that that a, a lot of what these commercials are about aren't necessarily to sell Macs or to sell OS X. It's to sell Apple as a company. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They're they're selling a brand now, right? Just like Nike and you know the companies that or McDonald's. They don't necessarily sell a product. They sell themselves. Um, you don't say I want to go get a Big Mac. You say I want to go to McDonald's. You say I need a new pair of uh, Nikes. You don't say I need a new pair of Air Jordan 2000s. I mean, you know, whatever it is. I don't know any brands that Nike has. I don't know their product line. Well, I, I don't, wear, I don't I wear, wear Nike myself. I wear a size 16, so I just buy what fits. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, going up on MyMac.com for a little bit, we've got a new feature, and it's on the blog side. Usually this would go up on the feature side, but it, it didn't feel like it would be feature material because they're going to be short, sweet, hit it, you're in, you're out kind of posts. And it's called the Unbox. Have you guys read uh, the four that I've got listed up there so far? Yes. I you, think yeah, they're uh, yeah. I think they're a masterpiece of uh, understatement. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, the idea came to me. I was I was looking at this video game blog. And uh, the writer had decided to, to take pictures of the packages he got in that day. And he was going to try to guess what was in these different packages and blog it at the same time. Uh, he would write and then take a picture, and then he would write a little bit more and take a picture. And I thought, that's a really good idea. And, you know, with the whole unpacking craze that you know, see the videos of the new Apple products being right. unwrapped for the first time, I thought, that's pretty cool, but I don't want to limit it to just... Apple products, what about just, you know, stuff that works with the Mac or the iPhone, anything that's related to what we do at MyMac.com? 
So I sent some messages out to a few companies, and um, it seems to have worked. A lot of companies are jumping in. They, they like the idea. And the first four has got real positive response. I've got some really good emails. And uh, on Twitter, a couple of people have sent me messages on Twitter saying, this is a good idea. I'm really enjoying them so far. Uh, at the moment, I've got four of them posted, like I said. Uh, the first one was actually kind of a cheating one. That was a package Sam Levin sent me. And we're not going to have Sam on the show this week, by the way. He was uh, indisposed. He he had a couple meetings that he had to go to, so he's not going to be with us. Uh, so it wasn't but, it wasn't that uh, that greasy burrito we had at lunchtime? Yeah, it could have been. Okay. It, it just could have been, you know. But each unbox has, you know, at least five pictures or so, sometimes more, sometimes right around five. Uh, the first one was Sam sent me a, uh iPhone case. And then uh, four games from EA, which was Spore, Mercenaries, Facebreaker, and Bad Company. Wow. Um, that was cool. That was fun. And those aren't Mac products, but I didn't really care. The second one, uh, a real nice pair of headphones. Well, earphones, I guess you'd say. Etymotic. Is that how you say that? Etymotic? Yeah, I think yes. so. Yeah, that's how I say it in my head, so that's how I'm going to go with it. Uh, real nice headphones, though. I mean, the suckers cost like $180. Not cheap. Nice. And the funny thing was, when they replied that they would like to participate, I told, in, in this email that I send out to companies, I say, don't tell me what you're going to send. I don't I don't want to know. It kind of ruins the surprise. It's kind of like Christmas. <laughs> and um, they wrote back and they said they'd, they'd love to. And, uh, oh, by the way, the president and founder of the company actually graduated from the same high school I went to. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Small world. The third one, <clears throat> and there's a follow-up to this story was adobe creative suite 4 it's the master collection oh nice I was really looking for it and i'm glad I'm, I'm grateful that adobe sent the master collection this time rather than design premium and web premium it was nice to get two packages last time around but there was stuff that it's just not included in those packages that i really wanted like after effects and stuff and so uh when i opened this up i was like oh cool master collection so I went to install it later that night, election night, actually. <laughs> plenty, you know, of time, like, plenty of time that night. Yeah, well, I, you know, I'm just sitting there watching the, the results come in and and uh, enjoying myself. My wife's like, ugh, is there something else on? But, you know, it, I, I enjoy watching it, i got to say. So anyways, I'm installing it, and everything's going great. It asked for disc 3, and I have no disc 3. I was uh -oh. so depressed. So I sent <laughs> Adobe an email. I'm like... You guys sent me two of the content discs. It's a disc that says content on it. I don't know what's in it. Uh, but no disc three. So they, they were very apologetic. They said they're going to send out another one. And uh, hopefully that will come. It would be nice if it came tomorrow, but I'm figuring probably next week at this point. Are they going to send you the whole master collection all over again or just that disc? Well, they're, they said they're going to send the whole package again because they're really not equipped to, to send just that disc. Oh. And I said, you know, if you guys could just, you know, Take one that you got laying around and, and make a dupe of it and send that to me or even post it online. Oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. Well, you can. what are you going to get out of one disc? I mean, it's part of a, uh, an installer package. Um, David, I know you just said you're going to capture the audio on your end. It's really not going to make any difference right. uh, because I would still have to mix it in with Guy and you guys are on the same audio channel here. So. Okay. Right, just a production it. note for the listeners. So yeah, they're gonna send me an entire uh, package again, guy. Oh, nice. I know, I know what you're thinking. Oh, send me the one you got. No, because it won't <laughs> do me any good. Yeah, no disc three. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, but I'm really looking forward to getting into uh, Adobe Creative Suite four. 
I know we had the um, oh, what was his name now from Adobe? Uh, Mike. Shows Mike. Ago. Uh, not no, Mike. Mike. You're thinking of Mike Lee. Mike Lee was last week. Uh, the show, no, two shows before, three shows before. I'm looking on mymac.com. Brian Hughes, the right, project right. manager for Adobe Photoshop CS4. We had him on right in the middle of October. Show 205 for those at home keeping notes. And you know, we talked about the, the scaling, the... Oh, that was it's, so cool. It's just, it's, it looks magical. I just cannot wait to get in there and play with it. And, of course, being a video guy like I am, I'm really looking forward to getting into Adobe Premiere and Adobe After Effects. Um, now, Premiere, it, it's actually Premiere Pro, isn't it? Uh, you know what? I'm not quite sure. I think um, it is. I don't think could, because, you know, they have Premiere, the regular type Premier, or Premiere Elements for the PC side, but it's not available on the Mac side. So I'm I, think, looking I up, think what they have in CS4 is Premiere Pro. Let's see. I'm going to look at it right now. InDesign CS4, uh, Photoshop CS4 Extended, Illustrator CS4, and that's the one I'll definitely be doing the review on because I've I've kind of been hoodwinked into being the Illustrator reviewer. Acrobat 9 Pro, Flash CS4 Professional, Dreamweaver CS4. I'm going to stop saying CS4 because, duh. Uh, Fireworks, Contribute, After Effects, Adobe Premiere Pro. Yeah, you're right. Sound Booth is the other one that I'm kind of looking forward to. Now, that's the one that's kind of like uh, Soundtrack, right? Yes. That that comes with with Final Cut Pro. Final Cut Pro, right, yep. So it, this basically includes all the type of software that Apple's really been making a bundle on lately that Adobe has not released in two versions for the Mac. So now that's it's back on the Mac, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. If, if um, honestly, if Premiere Pro can take the place of Final Cut Pro and iMovie for me, I'll be happy to use it. I don't care what who makes the product as long sure, as it works why not? well. Exactly. So. Hopefully Adobe will get that to me soon because I'm just dying to get my hands back in there and start playing with it. Now, who else? Who else did they send this to? Uh, John Farr and John Nemo were oh, the three nice. uh, product reviewers of at mymac.com for the, this round. Yeah, we'll Nemo, about, Nemo's a uh, uh, Photoshop guy, right? Uh, a little bit. Um, I'm not sure what Nemo's going to cover. John Farr is going to do the Adobe Photoshop review. Okay, but I'm. I'm really kind of uh, looking at doing more general articles on the entire suite this time around. Uh, I'm going to post some stuff about Premiere and After Effects and maybe not full reviews because I haven't used any of those products in so long. But I don't know. We'll see. It it looks interesting. So did you see my last uh, Unbox guy? Oh, on the um, uh, Unibind? Yeah. Well, that's the company. We just yeah, lost we just David. lost David Cohen. Dave, come back. Yeah, he, he says uh, he's going to have to drop out. Connection is shot to heck again. He'll shout at me when his router is back online. So it looks like he's having a router problem. Yeah, well, I'll just reset it and it should be okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's you make your own photo books basically with this thing. It, and it, it's a book binder. Really? It, how, does it, how does it bind? Uh, I'm imagining some kind of a heat, and there's probably some adhesive or glue inside the uh, the actual photo album type book. But I, I haven't used it yet. I just unboxed it, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't so- know anything about this product when they sent it to me. Now the the PR company that sent this to me is the same PR company that our sponsor uses, Otherworld Computing. So and when Max I saw sales.com. Max sales. So when I saw the package, I thought, I bet this is going to be something from uh, Otherworld Computing. Like, ooh, that'd be cool, a hard drive or something. Right. 
And uh, so when I opened it, I was totally shocked. I was like, what the heck is this thing? And, uh, <laughs> but that kind of makes it cool. It's it's not the normal stuff that I'm expecting. That we would, yeah, that we would get. Now, do they include, like, all the photo paper and everything? Or do No, they clap? didn't include the, no, so it's, no so photo it's just paper. So it's basically just the binder. Just the binder and the the machine that binds the book together. Now I, I know you haven't you haven't really like looked at it in detail, but is there like a, a lower limit and an upper limit to the number of, of pages you can include in the book? Uh, I'm sure there is. I haven't looked at it that closely. They're not real thick. Um, what it reminds me of looking at the empty book because there's you know no pages in it. Right. Is what you can order through iPhoto. For right. those photo books. Yeah, I've done now, that. Yeah, and they came out really well, I understand. Oh, it came out great. Uh, I had sent it. I had a bunch of pictures that we had taken when we were out in, in Idaho uh, with my you know my mother-in-law and her husband before he passed away. And um, it, it just it came out wonderful. It included all the, the little stuff that I had typed in, and you, you get a full preview of what it's going to look like before you commit to it. And if somebody can come up with a cheaper way to do it, hey, why not? How much did it cost you? Oh, I don't remember. I think it was like 25 bucks, and it was 10 to 15 pages, something like that. But it was, you know, I mean, this is this is a one-off print. So, you know, that's going to be a little more expensive than saying, okay, I want a 10 to 15-page photo book, and I want 100 copies of it. All right. Well, here's my concern with, and uh, David Cohen's back with us. Hello, David Cohen again. Hello again. Um, we're talking about my unbind, or I'm sorry, my unbox, the unibind. Yeah. Uh, the product is called Photo Book Creator. Mm-hmm. Um, here's my concern, Guy. The package comes with one blank book. They sent a whole lot of extras in there for me and a sample, and the sample looks beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I can see that in the pictures you took. Yeah, and the, the problem is this thing costs like $100. For just one book? No, it's that's the photo book creator itself. Oh, okay. And then each book, other than the first one you get, is about ten bucks per blank book. Then you still have to buy, buy your paper, and you have to print on your inkjet printer, and you're going to kill your ink, obviously. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know that this is a good deal. I mean, I like the concept, and if you're a real do-it-yourself type of person. This might be really great, at least for instant gratification. But I think for the normal person, you're unless you're going to make more than, I don't know, five books in one year, it's really not worth buying the photo book creator. It's, it's, I think the better option is to do it right through iPhoto. I, well, I know I it's if, very, very easy. Yeah, I suppose if you're a real creative type and you, you, know, you particularly want to get something you can't get from the standard books... Then, then this might appeal, but I mean, I, I think your level of commitment would have to be fairly high. You can also do the the uh, four by six print books too, which would probably be cheaper, and and that's probably good for teenagers and stuff like that for Christmas presents and stuff. But I don't know it, it. It looks beautiful. Don't get me wrong. And if you've got a real nice printer that can make really good prints, this might be the way to go. But I don't know, a hundred dollars just for the machine, just to. Before you do anything, you don't have anything at that point. It is a little pricey. Um, and, and let's be honest, photo paper is not the cheapest. When you get the high-quality gloss right. or the high-quality mat, that stuff is 8 to $16, 15 $16. I mean, it's but, not cheap. 
and, and let's face it, even if you have, um, you know, even if you're printing at the 4 by 6 I mean, you're going to go through a, a cartridge for every 50 prints you do. Absolutely. So, uh, and so, that's you know, another $50 right there. dollars there, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, so I don't know if this is, again, and I think you're right, David, if you're the, the crafty person in the family, or maybe your wife, um, or if you're listening to this, maybe your husband and you're the, you know, whatever, this might be a neat thing to do for people for uh, holidays or something, but I don't know. If you just want to make some you know, hard copies of your digital photos, I don't think this is the way to go. I think this is just too much money, and, and really, who wants to go through that much hassle when you can do it relatively cheaply and with great great quality through iTunes, or I'm sorry, iPhone. iPhoto, right. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, I, I was taking a drink there. I was hoping one of you guys were going to fill in. <laughs> Say something else. Yeah. So that's uh, the new feature up at MyMac.com, Unbox. If you have a company and you guys want to participate, let me know. Send an email to Tim at MyMac.com, and I'll send you all the information you're going to need to know. But, yeah, I was a little bummed out about, you know, missing that disc. And uh, I'm glad that Adobe says they're going to ship me a new one because, man, I'm just chomping at the bit to get into CS4. Really am. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Tim. We can use this unbox as a bit of product safety announcements for some of our uh, readers as well. I got a um, a disc from Seagate the other day for review. You remember I, I reviewed those Seagate discs um, a few weeks back. Hard drives, happy, you mean? Yeah, hard drives. Uh, and they sent me two new ones. They said, oh, we've got some new designs, and uh, have a look at them. And the uh, they sent me a portable drive, which is very, very nice, but it comes in one of those plastic... Um, sealed, you know, the, the kind oh, of sonic yes. seal things, and I quite literally, I have a, I'm looking at it now, I have a big cut right across my palm, oh, which no. I, I got trying to get into the packaging. Now, that's funny uh, that you say that, because uh, uh, Amazon.com, I don't know if you guys saw this, Amazon.com has a new feature, let me see if I can, I'm going to go up to the website right real quick here, so uh, give you're me talking one about, Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. This is the, uh, the 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 hand friendly packaging they're doing, right? Yeah, basically, it looks kind of like they take it out of these crappy packages and they put it in just a, a box. Yeah, and they ship it to you. So when you get it, it's not in that super hard. I'm going to get three stitches when I finally get the stupid thing open. Uh, it, now, is it, that an extra cost feature? No, it's the same price. Oh, very nice. I mean, they they probably just order it direct from the manufacturer on that's package, what I'm don't they? Yeah, that's what because I'm let's, thinking. Let's face it, for Amazon, if it's sat in the Amazon warehouse and it's going straight out to uh, you know, via mail order, there's no need for them to have display packaging that sits on the shelf uh, and needs to be sealed up because they want to stop people from stealing the products inside. But it probably I, that, saves the, the manufacturer money as well. I'd have thought so. The, the thing is, I, I, when, I mean, after this happened, I did think to myself, you know, this is a hard drive. I mean, it's a very nice-looking hard drive, don't get me wrong, but they could put a picture on a cardboard box. There's no need to actually show that the real hard drive is inside there in transparent plastic. And this trend is, is just, it drives me crazy because, you it's know... It's been it's going just, on for 10 years, too. Yeah, but it's just unnecessary, and, you know, what, what, what's, what's the cost of the environment of all this plastic, you know? I totally agree. It's well, Ob- crazy. Obama will take care of that. Don't worry. Obama will cure it. Yeah. He's bringing change, baby. <laughs> David Weeks also has a review of BB Edit 9 up on the site. It gives it very high marks. BB Edit is one of those programs that uh, I usually have every other version of, but I just don't use it enough to feel comfortable doing the review. 
Yeah. Um, but it's such a powerful. It's it, everybody who owns BB Edit just loves it. They say it's one of their favorite software on their hard drive. Yeah, and, I, have, I have never used it actually. Oh, it's it's fantastic. It really is. It, especially I, when you're doing a lot of editing with text, like I do. I get yeah. uh, submissions that when I paste it in, the line breaks are off. Everything looks goofy. Uh, BB Edit will just fix it real quick for me. I just paste it into to uh, BB Edit. A couple of menu clicks later. Copy, paste it back out to Dreamweaver or wherever I need it, and it looks great. It's perfect, just the way I wanted it. It always comes across to me as one of those programs you have to know a little bit about it or use a previous version to get the best out of it, because it is quite intimidating because it does so much. Yep. Let's talk about reviews for a minute, Um, and I don't want to sound self-important here or that you know I'm putting myself on a pedestal because I don't want to do that. However... I've noticed a trend lately, and I'm not even going to say which uh, big Mac site did this, but they had a review of a very expensive program, one that I just spoke about, actually. I can't and, even remember what that was. Yeah, no, I can't. And the review that was up on their website, they, they bring a lot of attention to it. It's a program that I personally want to get to to know more and to use more. So I was really looking forward to reading this review and maybe learning something. My problem with this review was it wasn't really a review. Almost everything, I would say four-fifths of the information in this, quote, review, unquote, was nothing but PR marketing material. So they just they just copied and pasted basically what Adobe No, they, they rewrote it, but it's like, you know what, this isn't a hands-on review. The, you know, yeah. you're not really talking about anything. Um, it, the new version does this and does and does this and does this. Well, that's great. I, you know, it's on the package. I can see that. Yeah. Did you use it? Does it work? How, how does it work in conjunction with all the other yeah. applications? How right. does it, it? And it just drives me crazy. How, and this how, is did it, how did it change your workflow? Yeah. Or or does it crash a lot? Does it use all the cores that it's supposed to? Um. Yeah. So I actually left a message. And hey, you know what? Screw it. I'll tell you. It was MacWorld Online. And it was for um, uh, Final Cut, or I'm sorry, not Final Cut. Uh, you know what? I'm going to pull it up, and I'll just I'm going to read you exactly what I wrote because it ticks me off. Now I like MacWorld, by the way, and I don't don't think that I'm just saying this to you know blah blah blah. I'm not. I like it. It's a it's a it's a good website, but this was a sloppy, boring review that didn't tell me anything. Um, Man, their website is just crappy now. I'm, I'm looking for it, and I'm not seeing it. Was it After Those Effects? Are, yes, After Effects. Do you see the, the review on it? I see. I'm they just already pulled it. it. I'm just looking at it. No, no, it's still up there. I, I mean, particularly with the, with Adobe stuff, what I would say is, is uh, you know, I mean, they our listeners or readers probably don't know, but Adobe um, do an awful lot of support of reviewers. They appreciate that these products are very complex, and uh, obviously they want reviews to come out, you know, round about the time that the products are launched. So, you know, they give you support stuff. They give you review guides they, um, that take you through all the new features and all of that sort of thing. Now, I, I personally have a policy that whenever I'm reviewing something, if I get a reviews guide, I don't look at it until I've spent a couple of weeks with the product. Absolutely. Because otherwise, all you end up doing is regurgitating the, yeah, you review, just start the reviews parroting. guide. You know. so, so here's this is a long review if you're looking at it up on their website. Review After Effects CS4. 
Um, much improved performance and tools for serious production workflow. Yeah. But, but if you sit there and actually read it, it's ju- it, it's, it's a, no hands-on. Yes. There's a little it's bit a, of it, but not yeah. much. There's a list of features, um, and, um, you know, yeah, he... It, it's not good. I, and then I, I, the first no, comment is from uh, this guy named Tim Robertson. <laughs> and it says, this is more copy the PR than an actual review. How about some real hands-on feel? Now, the reason that I, I'm calling out Macworld here in this review is because I posted a comment on it, and I didn't hide my identity. And yeah. uh, somebody replied to me, uh, replied in the comments, I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, we use After Effects CS3 every day for our, on our eight core Mac Pros. The biggest thing we care about is better management of cores. Right now, AE is basically retarded when it comes to using cores, unless you turn on a multiprocessor. But then it's even more retarded, gobbling up gigs and gigs of RAM, slowing, slowing down, down yeah. your computer to its knees. How could anyone write a review of uh, AECS4 and not cover its status on multi-core handling? And then then the next person who's commented on that is somebody he's from, from Adobe. Adobe. He's a product yeah, manager. he's a product manager. So, uh, you so know, I, I, I... looks like I stirred it up a little bit there, but... Yeah. Man, if it, this, Macworld is a big website. They are um, the default magazine and website that you go to to get the very best reviews. At least that's the way it's supposed to be. Um, they're called Macworld. They're supposed to be the experts. And Jeff Foster wrote this review, and it's crap. It's it's just crap. If this is what they call a review, then Macworld's going to start losing some readers because this doesn't help the professional graphic user or 3D animator or whatever when they're going to spend this. I'm, After Effects is not a cheap... I mean, it's it's nine hundred ninety nine bucks. Yeah, this is not by cheap. itself, right? By itself, uh, you can upgrade for three hundred bucks, but still, that's three hundred dollars just for an upgrade. Yeah, I, I the, the again, as I say, the problem is, you know, we, I mean, I, we we've all had it. We get this pressure from the PR company, Absolutely. or from the from the manufacturer of the of the product to say, well, when's the review coming out? When's the review coming out? And the thing is, you know, you've either got to say say to them, well, I'm sorry, I need to use it for a decent amount of time before I can uh, write a decent review. Or alternatively, if, if you, I mean, this sort of review is fine, as long as it's as it's published as a, you know, a first, a first look. look. And, uh, exactly. you know, yeah, a feature, a feature um, summary, rather than an in-depth review. And, and, it's, and the, it's, he gives it four and a half out of five Mac mice, or whatever the hell those things are. And it's called a review. And it's yeah. not. It doesn't address hardly anything. It's yeah. just PR marketing crap that anybody can read on Adobe's website. And I'm very disappointed. And now I haven't read the newest one. They've got one for Premiere up there. And I'm a little hesitant to read it because if it's the same way, I'm going to get a little ticked off. Well, now at uh, the same time, you have to remember, you know, I'm not coming to Macworld's defense as much as saying that because they are Macworld, they're expected, you know, as soon as a product is out, they're expected to have these types of reviews on there. Well, that's fine, but that doesn't... But I think David is right when he says that this should have been labeled as a first look other than as a review. Yeah. It's a very lazy review. And I, whoever the, the, the reviews editor is over there, here at MyMac.com, it's John Nemirovsky and ultimately me. And if I would have got this review in and I would have read this, I would have pushed back to the writer that this isn't a review. This is PR marketing. 
Give me some actual hands-on. Uh, you guys have both been around my Mac long enough to know that I do very little editing on your guys' stuff, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you, just, when, you, just, you just give us hell when it comes in as a, as a Word document. Well, only you guys, because you're the last MyMac yeah, that I'm, keeps sending me I'm the only one that keeps doing it. Doc well, it files. I sent you a Pages document one time, too. Well, I've got Pages. That's not a problem. Okay. But the problem is I, I need it in plain text so I can do the, my HTML work to it. Right. I know. I know. Um, but anyways, you know, I, 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 I push back on people who do lazy reviews. Now, I'm not saying, like, for instance, uh, Russ Walkowicz has got two reviews up on the site right now. And they're both relatively simple products. One's an OtterBox Defender for iPhone 3G, and the other one is a Pogo Stylist. It's a stylus for the iPhone. Now, neither one of those are the type of products that you can write a thousand words about. But even so, if you actually read them, they're real reviews that, you know, it's, it's real world. I'm using this product. This is what it's like. And, you know, it, it's, it's not brain surgery. And if you want to be taken seriously, you have to have standards. And it looks to me when that the standards the are drop are, are being let down a little bit. Now, again, I like Macworld. I always have, um, I've always been disappointed that I've never been asked to write for Macworld. <laughs> I thought, man, you know, I've been doing this for longer than almost everyone at Macworld at this point. But regardless, you know, I don't care. Um, yeah, so I was going to say, you've, in the last 10 minutes, you've not done much to improve your, your chances of that. Yeah, that, that's not so much. No, not, not so much. So that's much. okay. I'll, I'll, I'll live with it. Because I am a publisher, and I've been doing this for almost 15 years. And when you just parrot the PR stuff, you're not hurting... Macworld, and you're not hurting whatever company's product it is, in this case, Adobe. You're hurting your readers because you're not giving them the information that they need to make an informed decision. And when it gets right down to it, every reviewer at MyMac Magazine, MyMac.com, knows that we're not writing this so we can get the next version and the next version and the next version of the software or the hardware. That if we give a bad review, we give a bad review. I'm not going to edit it to make a publisher happy, to make a sponsor happy, happy. or a manufacturer happy or a vendor, whatever you want to say. I don't, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to censor anybody because someone from the company is ticked off. I've given way worse reviews to really big companies and they weren't happy about it. We've had companies say, well, they're not going to send us anything anymore because of our review. You know what? That's fine. We can do that. Yeah. Because you're not hurting me, it yeah. doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt us at all. It hurts our readers in that we can't give them an informed opinion on a certain product. But I would like to think that the people that come to rely on my Mac for honest reviews probably won't buy a product if they don't see a review of it on our site. Yeah. If they see a, a, a rival product and we give a really high score, guess which ones are probably going to go with? Yeah. So MacWorld really has to, I think, address this issue and. Um, take some corrective action, you know, because don't geez, be lazy. This, this is crazy. It's it's just it's not right. Yeah, don't be lazy. That's that's I like that guy. Don't be lazy about Th- it. Yeah, that'll be the name. That'll be the name of this podcast. Don't be lazy. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about our sponsor here for a minute after we get Ooh. rid of that negative stuff. Okay. Other world computing uh, came out this week. Who aren't because Apple's. Who aren't? No, heck no. <laughs> who, who has come out and said that the the MacBook Pro takes you can 
put in, what, up to 4 gigs of RAM. Turns out you can actually put in 6 gigs of RAM. One of you guys want to explain how that works? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think the, the, you know, they've got the latest chipset in these machines. And, um, you know, I mean, ordinarily, Apple would recommend you put in matched pairs of memory into the machine. Um, but it turns out with the latest, uh, they've gone to an NVIDIA motherboard, and it actually supports 6 gigs rather than 4. So you can have a 2 gig and a 4 gig module in the same. It still, it still has to be the same speed, and it still yeah, has to be DDR3. Exactly. But the, right. the so the problem, there's a couple of problems with that though. I mean, six gig is six gig. Obviously, if you can have six gig rather than four, and you're doing really heavy video or photo editing, then then you're going to see some performance improvements. But access to the memory is not as fast if the memory um, if the memory uh, chips aren't the same size because of the way these chipsets work. They they can set up a, a memory a dual memory channel with the chips the same size. So that that's that's one problem and and I I've not seen any performance specs. And I I think the other thing is that the four gig module, because it's fairly rare, is really, really expensive. Yeah, if, so, if you if you need the RAM and you go with other world computing for this, six gigs of RAM for your new MacBook Pro is gonna run you seven hundred and fifty nine dollars. Yeah. That's a lot of dough. When you Whereas, figure the, the the four gig, <laughs> yeah, the, the four yeah. gigs, the four gigs bucks, are, isn't it? yeah. Well, it's hundred thirty dollars for two two gig modules, and so for that extra two gig of RAM, you're actually that, spending. Wait, well, when you say a hundred and what do you say, hundred and thirty dollars? Yeah, you're talking about the the the, uh, the DDR. What is it? One oh six seven speed chip. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you have an older machine, you know, I mean, let's put this in perspective. If you have an older machine, it's not going to be that much or as much. True. That's very true. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, though, that $129 for gig upgrade chip, is that for the new brand new models or is that? Yeah, that's the brand new models. Yeah. So it's basically to take out what you have in there and put in two two gig models to give four gig in total, it's $130. If you want the six gig instead of the four gig, so you have a two and a four gig, then you're going to be paying $760. So effectively that that four gig chip is running around about the $700 mark. Yeah, Um, that's nutty. You have to really, really need it to go for I, it. I having, can't. Having said that, I, I've not seen these chips anywhere else. So, no. um, you know, if, if if that's what you really need, other world computing is the place to go and get it for all. Yep, yep. I, I can't imagine needing that much. But if you have one of the new MacBook Pros and you need 6 gigs of RAM, 4 just is not enough, there is an option out there for you. Yes, it's expensive. But, I mean, you just spent a whole bunch of money on the MacBook Pro anyway. So right. what's another 800 or 750 bucks, right? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else do we got? Guy, you were talking about Apple refurbs. Let's get to that in a second. First, I want to mention this week, this Saturday, and uh, what is the date for this Saturday? Uh, Let's see. That's going to be the 8th. I'm going to pull up the website so I get all the information correctly. Again, and yes, that's what I meant, Google. Thank you for correcting my crappy spelling sometimes. Um, this Saturday, PodCamp Michigan is the very first PodCamp in Michigan, November 8th. I think the doors open at either 9 or 10 o'clock. Get there at 10, you'll, you'll have plenty of time. Uh, it's in Detroit, and it's at, uh, let me scooch down a little bit. Isn't that at Dearborn or or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically Detroit. 
It's right. uh, the yeah, it's yeah, Southfield, Michigan, which is Detroit. Southfield, it's a right. sub. It's a suburb of of. Uh, the uh, run, Yeah, it runs from nine a.m. to four p.m. Southfield, Michigan. It's at the Embassy Suites Hotel, and it's on Franklin Road in Southfield, Michigan. So nine a.m. to four p.m. Embassy Suites Hotel, Podcamp, Michigan. Now, the reason I mention this is because I'm actually going to be there. Oh, that'll be cool. And uh, it says speakers at Podcamp Michigan. The first one is Rosh Sillers. He's going to be speaking of photography and bloggers in social media. I said bloggers. <laughs> bloggers. Uh, and then I'm listed right underneath him. And it's a uh, publisher of My Mac Magazine, Tim Robertson, will be speaking on how to effectively interview and get people to show up and the different types of technology to use. So in other words, I'm talking about how do you interview people for your podcast? How do you get them on your show? Um what what how do you lead the interview itself how do you ask questions and that sort of thing so i think it should be pretty interesting now you guys are here when we do interviews um and you guys join in on the interview so i i have it a little easier than most people would most people doing a podcast it's just them right um but you know that being said i probably ask what 90 95 of the questions during our interviews yeah i usually try to yeah. just stay quiet <laughs> well, you got you got in trouble once, though, guy. That's why. Yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Everyone's, everyone's like, Who, "What's he talking about?" Uh, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. It was a long time ago, and we we don't like to think about it anymore. <laughs> uh, anyways, so I, that's where I'm going to be. My my talk is eleven twenty to eleven forty uh, this Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to uh, meeting some new people as well as hooking up with uh, Rick Stringer. He's going to be there. From the Variant Frequencies podcast. Great podcast. Excellent podcast. Now, my understanding was Rick was actually going to talk, but he's not listed yet. So I don't know if he is or he's not. Now, are you going uh, to record your talk? Or is there going to be like, is this a question and answers kind they, of thing? They said that they're going to, I don't know. I, I hope people ask me questions. I don't know if I could stand there and talk. Well, of course I could stand there and talk for 20 minutes. I could stand there and talk for 20 minutes on the weather alone. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's going to be very open. You can ask any question you want. I'm told that they're going to uh, record the audio as well as the video. I'm not going to bring my equipment to set up to record it and to drop it into the podcast. Uh, I don't think people listening to the podcast, most of them, they don't really want to hear me do a speech and and talk about this. They don't care. Um, But if you do care and you're a podcaster and you can make it to the event, show up. There's going to be a lot of other people there. Um, Let's see. uh, Some of the other topics. Attract. Act and achieve a superhero's guide to success. Flame your passion, build your brand, and grow your business using social media and social networks. Uh, one guy's doing Twitter for business. Uh, let's see. Michael Pfeiffer, host of Most People Are DJs podcast, will speak on how to capture satisfaction. Can what? How to capture satisfaction from podcasting? What the hell is that? Well, if you're not satisfied with your podcast, why are you doing it? How do you capture satisfaction from podcasting? I don't. Well, you know what? Go to the session. It's, it's, tell you all yeah. about it. Oh well, the, right. the, everything's going to be it's in one room. Too. Yeah, it has to be. Um, yeah, this is all going to be in basically one room, so I'm going to definitely hear everybody else speak, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going to say that I'm not going to learn anything, only because let's be honest, I'm probably going to be the the person that's been podcasting Longer the longest. Than most people than almost everybody that's going to be there. I can't imagine anybody there that's been podcasting as long as I have. 
Um, but that doesn't mean I can't learn anything because <laughs> the <laughs> Lord knows I can. So, Guy. Yes. What's going on with refurbs at Apple? Okay, here, here's here's the deal. Everybody knows that you know the new MacBooks and new MacBook Pros are out, and there's been a lot of talk about how, especially the MacBooks, don't have FireWire anymore. Yeah. Well, there's good news for people that want FireWire on a MacBook. You guys talk among yourself. I have to step away from the mic for just a moment. Okay, okay. you can very no, easily no go cursing. To, oh, come on, damn it! Oh, sorry. Um, you can you can very easily go to the Apple website. If you go to the Apple Store, you'll find a link to refurbished products. And this is really the best way and the cheapest way to get involved with the Mac community. If you're a first-time buyer and you want a new machine from Apple with the, you know, the warranty and all the rest of it, all of these machines are fully warranted for at least a year, of course. Anytime, if, if you're going to purchase a laptop, I would also recommend getting the... Right, Apple Care, the three year Apple Care. Apple Care is probably more important on a laptop than a desktop. Yeah. It is. Well, just, just an example. Here's, go ahead, Dave. I was going to say, Apple Care is important on a laptop for two reasons. Firstly, because it's a laptop and um, it might wear out quicker, and certainly for, you know, you're probably going to keep a laptop for, for longer than you might do on a desktop, uh, and it's going to see a harder life because you're going to be carrying it around. But secondly, when you do need service from Apple, um, particularly if you travel with the laptop overseas, Apple Care gives you full international worldwide coverage. And in my experience, you get better response from Apple stores if you go in and you say, oh, I've got, I've got full three-year Apple Care. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree Good to know. with that. No, I think that's exactly right. Nice, good points. Go ahead, uh, Guy. Well, I was going to say, like right here at the top of the page. I don't know if this will still be here, you know, when you're listening to the podcast. They have a refurbished MacBook, 2.1 gigahertz Intel Core 2 Duo, 849. One gig of memory, 120 gig hard drive. It's, it's just a combo drive, but honestly, and it's how much? Eight hundred and forty-nine dollars. That's a steal. That's now. Here's amazing. the thing. Yeah, it's not the tight uh, aluminum body. No, nope. they don't look as sexy. Nope. And if you're not looking to play the the top of the line games on it, this is just a war- road warrior type of machine you're going to take with you. Browse the internet, do a little bit of work. Blah blah blah. Man, this is such a better deal than the new ones. It yeah. really is. I, and the I nice thing about the I, MacBooks is compared to the MacBook Pros. Now, this only comes with the one we're talking about here, only with a 120-gigabyte drive. Hey, but, guys, you want to have a little fun? Sure. Jimmy Lee, a friend of mine from uh, Twitter, and he's been listening to our podcast for years, uh, just signed up on Twitter. Oh, I don't know if he just signed up, but he's on Twitter right now. And I just got the message from him. Hey, please let me see you when you're on Twitter. Let's bring him into the podcast. Want to? Sure. Sure. Right. What's, what's his deal? Uh, he runs a website, and uh, he does a, a radio show called uh, Indie Radio Chattanooga. Oh, Chattanooga. Cool. cool. So let's bring him in real quick. He, he doesn't know that we're recording the podcast. Well, hello there. Hey, Jimmy. What's going on, man? Mm, nothing really. What are you into? Uh, we're recording the podcast right now, man. <laughs> oh, Cool. Hey, Jimmy. You, you've been punked. You've been no. punked. <laughs> don't swear. Don't curse. No, yeah, you, you mentioned me on your radio show a couple weeks ago, and I saw that your thing came up on Skype, and I said to the guys, I said, hey, let's bring Jimmy into the show. Hey, Jimmy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so hey. while we got you here, tell us what you do. 
Well, I uh, I do sorts of things. I uh, broadcast live on FM radio on Saturday nights, and then I do a podcast and a shoutcast station and a little bit of everything, really. Link it, baby. Oh, I'll, I'll definitely link it. I've, I've actually linked it before in the past, too. Um, now, I sent you uh, – are you going to do some interviews here pretty soon? I've got one lined up for tonight and one lined up Monday, and I'm still waiting on Brian Welch to come through. Brian Welch is a cool guy. You'll do a, a real good – a much better interview than I did with him because um, – I don't get me wrong. His music's okay, but I'm not really into it as much as uh, probably you would be. And I never really liked corn. I, the, it just wasn't my gig. It just wasn't, it didn't do it for me. Uh, yeah, it's, I thought, it's industrial. It's hard to, hard to get into. It is. Well, I liked a lot of industrial, but you know, when corn was really big, I mean, really big, I was still kind of into Metallica, although that was starting to fade at that point. Uh, and I was getting more into, uh, grunge and stuff like that when corn hit it big. But still, it's it was a uh, he's a Mac user. He, he he uses an iPhone, so I thought it'd be cool to interview him. But um, I just thought yeah, Jimmy Lee's got the radio show, and it's about music, and he probably do a better job at interviewing than I would. <laughs> <laughs> just a different approach, different angles. But you are uh, a past winner of. Have you won once or twice on our podcast? I know that you won uh, at least one time. I don't remember what it was yeah. now, though. I won that little dancing egg. Oh, God, yes. What a piece of crap. And the, the drumsticks. <laughs> yeah, that the was a piece of crap, too. musical drumsticks, guitar, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. that was junk. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't pay for it. <laughs> no, they, they offered the... Uh, you know, sometimes those little things can be cool, but the, the little dancing egg thing was kind of like... You listen to it once or twice. Okay. And you... you know. Yeah. That's it. That's about it. And the drumsticks. I never. My daughter had the drumsticks. And uh, for those listening, it's those drumsticks that you can plug into your iPod, and you somehow play along with the music or something. I never figured it out. It never worked right for us. Yeah. Do you have any yeah, any was, luck? Yeah, we got them to work for a little while. My son's a drummer, so he got a kick out of it briefly. Yeah, briefly, exactly, briefly. And I think <laughs> if you buy them, it's like twenty five bucks at the store and. Really, it's like a $4 item at a dollar store is what you should be paying for stuff like that. But, you know, sometimes you, it's, you know, a company offers you, hey, we'll give you some stuff to put to give away on the podcast. And you're like, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, and then other times they, they offer and then they kind of go silent like Adobe. Um, Adobe keeps saying that they want to do a podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, a contest with us again on the show. And I'm like, yeah, cool. And you just really see us for They'd be great. And um, it's just, well, we're waiting for this and we're waiting for that. And. We're really busy right now because it just rolled out, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Just you know, I, I think our listeners really dig it, and it's good free PR for you. And that's why they give all, all these different companies. And this is also why you can get these different people to do interviews with you, Jimmy. Is uh, it's just PR, it's just public relations, and it's a way to get the name out there, the brand out there, or in your case, albums. The new CD is coming out; they want to promote it, and it, it's kind of cool, but. At the same time, a lot of the time, anyways, the products aren't very good. Like oh, the yeah, stupid dancing egg and the drumsticks. You know, it's like, ugh, you know, <laughs> I could have done without that. But, you know, but at the same token, you think, I didn't pay for it. What the hell? Oh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did a, an interview with a guy a couple of weeks back. It was a great interview, and he's a great musician, but he's not in a band. He did a studio album with the, uh, the guy, uh, the lead singer for Survivor. They collaborated on some stuff, but other than that, they're they're not doing anything. And I asked him, I was like, "Well, why? 
why <laughs> why, why yeah. are you doing this? <laughs> something and to it's do. It's like, well, something to do. Yeah, well, that's okay. cool, though. I mean, you know, I think, honestly, it's probably best to, to do an interview with a musician when they don't have a brand-new album coming out. We're supposed to be doing a, an interview with Tesla. And Tesla's one of these groups that... And I've been listening to Tesla since their very first album. I was listening to Tesla before anybody knew who Tesla was. Mm-hmm. So that would mm-hmm. be just a really cool interview for me to do on a personal level. And they are Mac users, so it'll work on the show as well. But, you know, they have a new album coming out, and they do a lot of these type of interviews. It's really kind of hard to come up with questions for some of these people that you're like, you know, they've, they've done these interviews a 100 times, and it's just very impersonal. And honestly, the best stuff is what you don't record. It's the stuff before and after. When they're not live oh, on there, and they've every- <laughs> yeah, well, I do too, but I don't put everything out there because uh, oh, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, Brian Welch was saying some pretty cool stuff, and then it's like, I there's no way I could ever use that. It would be cool to use, but no, I don't think so. But <laughs> mm-hmm. but you're I'll a Mac tell you user a secret. as well, though. Yeah, I'll tell you a secret. I record everything on UStream. Mm-hmm. As a backup, then I leave that there so you can go up to Ustream and check out my feed. And there's just, you know, each one is like two hours worth of interview and stuff that I don't use. So. <laughs> well, I, I have to be honest because you were in a way down there in Tennessee. Um, I've never heard your show until the one time that you posted a link on Twitter. I happened to be sitting in the kitchen at the time. I was like, oh, cool. He's, no. he's broadcasting on Ustream. So I jumped in and listened to it. And I was like, I don't know any of these songs, but they sound pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and I was yeah. surprised if I was listen, the only person. Yeah, if you listen to any any indie music podcast for any length of time, it all starts unfamiliar. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, but, my schedule, I just don't have oh, the yeah. time. And, you know, I have a lot of kids in the yeah. car most of the time, and they don't want to hear that stuff. They're like, eh, put Barney yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, shoot me. <laughs> Daddy, I want to hear but, the yeah, Dora yeah, that was Explorer the song. Yeah, it's a good stuff, and uh, you're turning it into a podcast as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then with the interviews, I'll uh, I'll throw those in the feed, and it's a it, it was pretty. It's a lot, a lot of fun to do. So obviously, you listen to this show that you're on right now. Um, mm-hmm. When did you start becoming a Mac user? Why did you become a Mac user to begin with? Uh, I became a Mac user uh, because uh, it just works really. Yeah, yeah, I hear you there. And uh, I, uh, uh, let's see, probably going on two years ago now. I I ran. I'm a sound man at church, and uh, I, we were using uh, Mac. Somebody owned, and then the church bought us a Mac. And then I was thinking about starting up a podcast at the time. So uh, when um, they uh, when the church bought us a Mac, I just started doing a podcast for the church to kind of get the feel for it and how it all worked. And then I started doing mine, and my wife was like, well, you can't use the church's Mac for yours. And I was like, okay, so I bought one of my own. <laughs> yeah, there's an excuse. Huh? And what did you buy that yeah, for? Yeah, well, honey, you told me to. <laughs> yeah. so what, you know, what was it? Was, was it? She's, I bought a MacBook, the little white MacBook. Now, it, we were just talking about that. Yeah. Now, do you think that's worth the guy was just talking about what was it again? 849? Yeah, 849 for a refurb 2.1 gigahertz MacBook. Now, don't you think that's a much better deal for the for most people than buying the brand new one? Uh, because it's a refurb, so Apple's certified it that it's there's nothing wrong with it. It probably looks right. brand new. Uh, but 849, oh, you most that stuff. 
Yeah, most of that stuff's open by way, and that's it. I mean, it'd be different if this was an end-of-life cycle for a processor like the G4s or the G3s, but right. that's not the right. case. You know, unless you need the massive graphic card improvement in the new machines, I think an $849 MacBook is a much better deal. Yeah, one even of the best deals with, now. Yeah, and, oh, even yeah, with the graphic. Yeah, and you know it works. Go ahead, uh, Jimmy. I'm Sorry, uh, I was going to say, and you know it works because it's been back through the factory and they, they have assured you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've always had and, the and, feeling that the, the refurbs are probably safer, a safer bet to buy than a brand new one because, like you just said, it's and it doesn't go through the factory again. It, it actually goes to Apple, a, a company right. outside of Apple. But, you know, and these people literally boot it up, check everything. Um, it probably came back because there was something wrong with it, so they fixed that. But they also go through you know, like a 20 or a 30 point inspection to make sure everything's good, exactly. scrub it up, mm-hmm. and then they sell it as a refurb, and there probably wasn't anything wrong with it. Most refurbs, the reason they come back is because it was a factory defect. So someone got it, it was brand mm-hmm. new, they opened it, and the hard drive was dead. They took it back to Apple. Apple can't sell it brand new, even if they right there at the Genius Bar and they slap a new hard drive in it. Exactly. You know, they have to sell it as a refurb, so it's going to go back. So it was probably never used to begin with, and it's you've got a great machine, and for eight hundred forty nine yeah. bucks for that, ugh, yeah, man. I mean, and they, 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 they a, also have a. a uh, that's all I've bought since like two thousand two has been Apple refurbs. I mean, they've got a two point four mm-hmm. Intel Core Duo uh, twenty inch iMac here for less than a thousand bucks, nine ninety nine. That's crazy. Now, see, yeah. David, being in the UK, if you came over here right now, $1,000, 20-inch iMac, that's a good deal for you, even better than us. Yeah, but well, good luck yeah. getting it back home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, well, that, that would be the problem with the desktop machines. And the other problem is the, the pound has fallen against the dollar recently, so it's not as good as it was. Um, yeah, but, but still. You know, and because of that, actually, the new machines, Apple have just jacked the prices up. They've become quite expensive over here now. Um, they went. To, I mean, the MacBook Pro went up about a hundred pounds with the unibody, uh, and the uh, the base MacBook went from uh, six hundred and fifty pounds to seven hundred and twenty pounds. Hmm. So you know that's 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 a, that's a you know a fairly fairly big up uh, upgrade in price. Well, you should so, still come um, over to the states and buy it as soon as possible because um, you know change is coming, man. <laughs> Absolutely. The, but I mean, the other thing I'd say on the refurbs is that, uh, you know, I mean, there's been some stories in the press this week about problems with the, the new glass touchpads on the new machines. And, you know, I, mm-hmm. I've kind of learned now always to be a bit, uh, bit conservative about buying anything that's new manufacturing because there's normally a few teething problems that come through with the first gen machines. And obviously, if you're buying a refurb machine, that's something that is, is coming from a well established product cycle. So your chances of getting hit with logic board problems or something like that, um, or overheating or any of the, of the sorts of things we've seen on, on the MacBook line since they came out are, are much less with a refurb machine. Well, here's a question for you, um, and I have an answer myself, but I'll, I'm going to throw this to uh, Guy. Yes. If you saw a refurb of the brand new MacBooks up there, and it's only say a fifty dollars savings, would you go for that instead of a brand new one if the difference is only fifty bucks? No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't I would, go for it. You'd go no, for the new I, one. What would be? Yeah. What would be the point? Well, the point would be like David just said. Maybe there was a a problem, and it's a manufacturing problem. So a whole bunch of them are going to have this issue. But yours, the the reman, even though it's fifty bucks less and it's considered used, isn't going to have this problem because it was fixed. Well, that may be, but I mean, if, if it was only a fifty dollar difference, I would still want the new one. I mean, yeah, and me yeah too. I realize it's that it's you know it's semantics, 
But what if it was a two hundred dollar difference? Two hundred dollar difference, I would get the refurb. So it's a it's a dollar amount. There's a where where's the break? Is it like at the hundred dollar mark? Uh, probably not so much uh, a dollar amount as a percentage. If yeah. it was like ten to twenty percent off, yeah, I, I would go for the refurb almost every time. And that's something to watch for on the refurb store. Some of the some of the refurb prices do actually list a percentage saving on the original price, and those are the sweetest deals. I just bought a 17-inch MacBook Pro, 2.4 gigahertz uh, Intel processor. Um, I've always wanted a 17-inch machine because I just love the form factor, but I've never been able to afford one before. And now, I now wait less- a second, David. Now, yeah. last year, last year at MacWorld. <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> you came. Yeah. You came with a little tiny netbook that had XP right. on it. Now that, you're, yeah. you're talking now about I, now you I've got, got the seventeen. Now I've got the yeah because I wanted it as a desktop replacement machine. Um, sounds like, I like compens- to use- Sounds like you're compensating, Dave. <laughs> I like to. Use, I like to. <laughs> I like to use a laptop as, as, as a desktop machine, and I've been using right. a 13-inch MacBook uh, for about six, seven months, uh, one I bought at CompUSA while I was over in San Francisco last year. Uh, and, um, and it's been really good for me, but I've always wanted to have a 17-inch MacBook Pro. And, okay, um, okay. I, I have a quote. I, I saw... Go ahead. But I was going to say, I saw them, saw them on the UK refurb store, and they were 35% below wow. the list price. So I bought a machine for less than a new 15-inch MacBook Pro. I got a 17-inch 2.4 gigahertz MacBook Pro. Now, now, I have to ask this, because it seems like, David, every... Oh, I don't know. Jimmy, you've been listening to the show long enough. It Doesn't it seem like every four months, David is announcing a new machine he has? Yeah. <laughs> It seems like he keeps how, coming off great deals, though. I know. I, yeah. First, he guy he gets one off a dead guy, and then right. I, you know. that's right. And, and uh, you know, so, the thing, thing is, all the old stuff gets gets sold on, and it kind of. So I'm not well, actually shelling out a lot of cash for the new machines. But. Well, that's what I have to ask. How many how many Macs do you have sitting there now? Let, let me just let me just count. I, I'll tell you how many Macs I can see from where you could take off your shoes and socks and leave your toe and use your toes <laughs> if you have to. As well. I have I have I have one. Well, I have the 17-inch in my office. I've got the Mac, the 15-inch MacBook Pro that I'm talking to you on now, which is the first Gen one. I've got my wife's iMac that's over in over on her desk. Um, I've got one in a bag on the floor here, and I've got the little. <laughs> You've got one in a bag on the floor. <laughs> yeah, that's. I've got a 12-inch MacBook, uh, 12-inch PowerBook G4, which which oh, my wow. son uses occasionally. Uh, he's going th- to th- th- throw it in a boot and, and take it for a drive. So, so that, that's and then I've got the little MSI Wind, which um, which has got OS X on it. So that's kind of a pseudo Mac. So that's I five, and then that. and then I've got the Dead Guy G5 over in over in my office. <laughs> down, down there, uh, so that would be that would be is, six. Is that is that how you uh, think about that Mac now? It's the Dead Guy Mac. It's, it's the Dead Guy G5, yeah. <laughs> and in fact, some somebody walked past my desk the other day, and I've got I've got that machine with a sidecar monitor on it as well, and then I had a laptop open on the desk as well. So I kind of looked like a a stock trader because I had all these screens in front of me. You know, uh, I was and- going to uh, make fun of you, but then I stopped and I started looking around my office here, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, maybe I yeah. shouldn't say anything. Yeah, what yeah. are you talking about, too? Well, because I'm sitting in front of a uh, 24-inch iMac. Uh, 2.8 gigahertz, and that's also connected to the 23-inch monitor, so it's kind of got that stock trader look thing going as well. Uh, but above me, uh, on the shelves above me, and they're hammered into the walls good, they're not going anywhere, <laughs> I've got the uh, iAtari Mac, and uh, it's been a long time since I mentioned that, but I, I still have it, which is uh, an old, I think it's a G3 iBook. 
Oh, uh, boy, it's been so long. Oh, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was a Mac Mini that you crammed in there. No, 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 no. That, no, it was a MacBook um, that Chad and I did. The It's an Atari 2600. Right, right, right. But right. we <laughs> reconfigured it, and it's now a Macintosh. And the power button actually boots it up, which was uh, quite ingenious, I thought. Uh, a, right, And that's actually sitting on top of a Lombard PowerBook, which works great, except it doesn't have a wireless card in it. Um, yeah, it wasn't. It, I think the Pismo was the first one that had the wireless card, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, I could put one of those that you slide into the slot things, but I just yeah. never bothered. And uh, and the battery doesn't work at all in it, so you have to have it plugged in. Uh, but it does have fast Ethernet in it, so that was my desk. That was my uh, laptop for a long time. I always had to plug it in though, which kind of sucked. Which you know, kind of made it a little less portable. Yeah, uh, I've also got two Mac SEs and a Mac Classic sitting underneath my desk. Oh my god! <clears throat> I keep planning on doing something with them. Uh, on the and guy, you've seen this when we do the video chat sometimes. Behind me, I've got an original Macintosh, uh, 128K from 1984, which works great, by the way. It, it, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Now, what was the highest OS you could take that up to? Uh, Would that go I think to System three? Six. Uh, no, it won't. Uh, I think System. I don't remember to be honest. Okay. Uh, and then I've got the Mac Mini. That all it does is it's hooked up to the snap scan and a flatbed scanner. So basically, it's a it's a scanning machine, Man. but it's a G4 Mac Mini. It's not an Intel. If it was an Intel, I'd probably put it on the living room, and it would complement the Apple TV. Well, uh, I, I feel totally inadequate now. Yeah, no kidding. Yes, yeah. I don't have that many Macs. But you know, all the old ones I didn't pay hardly anything for. I mean, they were yeah. dirt cheap. So it's it's not like I have a huge investment in them. Uh, in fact, in the iAtari Mac, the 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 Mac that's in there, the the old G3 iBook, that actually came from TechServe. I didn't pay for that. Hmm. Uh, they sent that so we would, you know, advertise okay. them during the videos, and we did. We had TechServe videos. TechServe, yes, TechServe, TechServe videos right in the uh, iAtari Mac videos. Which, if you do a Google search, you can find them. I don't actually have them up on the site. I'm kind of embarrassed by them now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, you know, it was a project that Chad and I thought was going to come out like American Chopper, and it didn't quite work that way. <laughs> well, I, th- I think what we've what we've just come to the conclusion is you and I definitely, Tim, we need a 12-step, pro- 12-step program for Mac addiction. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't much. know what it is. I like, I like the first generation of something new. I've got the first generation iPod. I've got a first generation iPhone, and I've got the very first generation Macintosh. Um, and I don't plan on getting rid of any of them. If my iPhone died, I'd buy a new one, maybe. When I could afford it, I couldn't right now. Um, I'd buy a new one, but I would still keep the old one. Just, I don't know. I don't just even because. know why. Just because I want it. Yeah. yeah. It's because it's, well, you know, I am the publisher of MyMac.com, so it's. Oh, it's is that not where like, we are? Yeah, sometimes. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and, and I also have the boom box that I grew up with. And that's sitting up on the shelf, too. Although it's not the original. I found it on eBay, and I got nostalgic, and I bought it. Why, I don't know, but, you know, it's just one of those things. Because I could, and, yeah. Well, you know, in my video game fetish, we won't even get into that. Jesus. (laughs) Although that's kind of relaxed a lot in the last couple years. I don't don't do a whole lot of that anymore. Uh, Uh, I'll tell you a way of slipping away. Yeah. Guitar, Guitar Hero is my secret vice at the moment, I tell you. Is it really? You like Guitar Hero? Oh, I love it. You know, you can get that now for the Mac. Yeah, no, I know. I have. I play it on the Wii because I like having the wireless controller. Hey, um, hey Dave. Uh, yeah. Dave. Yeah. We really need you to take a video of, of you playing Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. We need that. 
it's not what? terribly interesting because I, I, I because I concentrate so hard on playing the guitar that I can't do anything else. <laughs> it doesn't see, matter. We I, need I can, a video of you playing Guitar Hero. We really do. <laughs> we we have uh, three of the Guitar Hero games. We have uh, the first one, the second one, and then the '80s version. But unfortunately, they're all for the PS2, and you can't play it on the PS3 because the guitar doesn't plug into it, and you don't have the power button, so you can't. It doesn't work. So that's the only reason I kept a, a functional PS2 around so the kids can play and and me can play Guitar Hero. Hero. Yeah, that guitar in the Mac. No, you can't. Wasn't it USB? Yeah, but you know, you, you just look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're sitting in front of the Macintosh playing a little plastic guitar. It, I don't know. I'll do it in the living room in front of the TV, and, I, and I'll headbang and everything in front of the kids, and they'll get a kick out of it. <laughs> but, you know, if you're doing it on your computer, you're probably doing it by yourself, and then you just look retarded. Just like many things on computer all by yourself. <laughs> do you play Guitar Hero, Jimmy? No, I play guitar. You play actual guitar? <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting in this room. Speaking of Mac, sitting in this room, I've got five guitars sitting here. So your, your obsession is guitars, then? Yeah, I've got three. What kind do you have? have? Well, I'm a bassist by trade, so I've got an I, uh, I've got a Gibson bass, I've got an Ibanez bass, I've got a I've got a Takamini acoustic guitar sitting here, I've got a Novation acoustic guitar sitting here, I've got a, a Lotus Telecaster copy. <laughs> you could tell that he's actually turning around and looking at each one when he says it too. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was, and then I've, I've got, no, I did the same thing when I was talking about the Max. I kind of mm-hmm. turned my head around. And well, actually, uh, probably not right now, but but I'd love to ask you a question about guitar necks at some other point. Oh, sure, yeah, absolutely. And then I was like, I got three in another room beside this one and then another one upstairs. It's <laughs> Does your wife play too? No, no, it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I used to play on the road a couple of years back uh, for about two years, so I would I had a good reason to buy, uh, you know, good guitars. And then the last one I got, just it was a little $250 Gibson bass just because I wanted it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know how that is. Oh, by the way, I didn't mention any of the laptops other than the – this is just the office, Max. Uh, I mean, I've got uh, the MacBook Pro in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> my, my wife and two of the kids all have MacBooks, MacBooks so right. there's four more right there. Uh, the G5 with the dead motherboard in the basement. Mm. And there's like another four. There's an original iMac down there, uh, which I just came across – Earlier today, I was looking for something totally different. I saw the Mac, and I was like, oh, I forgot about that old iMac. Hmm, I have to do something with that. <laughs> and a, a partridge in a in pear, a pear tree. tree. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what, guys? We're at the uh, almost hour and 15-minute mark, and Jimmy always sends me nasty Twitters when we go this long. <laughs> so, <laughs> Damn it, he does. Jim. He does. I'll, I'll mention how long the show is, and Jimmy would be like, you better be well, you, guys, you better be entertaining this week. <laughs> That's a commitment, damn it. It is. <laughs> I figure most people probably listen to maybe half of each show, and then maybe later in the week they might pick up the other half. They miss the good stuff towards the end when we're getting punchy. So. <laughs> but before, all right, guys. before we break into just all kinds of silliness. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. No, that's it. Oh wow! See, so I thought you were setting me up for something there. I was already, and you no. had nothing, man. I'm no, just disappointed. man. No, like I said, I'm getting punchy too. <clears throat> well, uh, before we wrap it up, uh, once first, thank you very much to uh, MacSales.com for sponsoring the podcast. And just a reminder: November eighth, this Saturday at eleven twenty p.m., I'm going to be or, speaking. You mean at a.m. Pod- a.m. God, yes. What the hell am I saying? <laughs> 
people show oh, up at midnight going, where's Tim? Man, where the hell's Tim at? I'm going to kick his ass. <laughs> he said he was going to be there, damn it. <laughs> uh, right, 11.20 a.m., Embassy Suites Hotel, Southfield, Michigan, which is Detroit. You can see all the information at podcampmichigan.org. Uh, and I will be doing a, a talk about interviewing and how to get interviewer interviewees and uh, the type type of questions that you should be asking. And uh, of course, I didn't uh, practice any of that with Jimmy tonight. I just kind of brought him into the show and said, "Hey, what's going on?" Uh, <laughs> wasn't really an interview. An interview would be like, "So, what was your first computer?" And then I'd say, "Shut that damn dog up." Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a MyMac podcast anymore without a dog. Because we don't have a dog, yeah. <laughs> Casey, which was Chad's dog, used to bark all the darn time. Um, and there we go. And with that, we're going to wrap up the show. And uh, we'll be back in one week with another podcast. Hopefully, there's some more Apple related news that we can go over. There just wasn't a whole lot this week, guys. And, yeah, or, or we'll just get Jimmy on again. Yeah, or maybe MacWorld will uh, will post another review that will really tick me off, and I can rant on that for ten minutes again. So, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy doesn't know what we're talking about. You'll hear it when you listen to the show. Oh, back. you'll know. This this would be the show. This would be the one show that Jimmy absolutely, I guarantee, will listen to the entire thing. Okay, I know. Any minute now, I'm going to pop up on the show. Here I come. Here I come. Here I come. Any minute now. No, honey, listen. Really, I'm going to be on here. Oh, she She's doesn't like, even oh, care anymore. Oh, oh yeah, I am with you a hundred percent. My wife. Just does not care anymore. Yeah, Tracy has <laughs> never listened to the show, ever. My wife will only listen to it occasionally if we're going to go somewhere and we're going to be in the vehicle any length of time. And I'm like, uh, let me listen a little bit to the podcast that we just recorded two days ago. I just want to make sure that it came out okay. And she, yeah, she rolls, rolls her, her eyes. eyes yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, or, or she'll say this. You didn't mention me on it, did you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you, no, dear. And do you, do you honestly think I would talk about buying a new computer on here if I thought my wife had any chance oh, of listening God, to it? No. Oh, no. No, no, I'm not going to say that women don't listen to this podcast. We've had women in the past. Right. Win some just, of our not our yeah. just not our wives. Just not our wives. They're sick yeah, of us already. They, yeah, the last thing they want to do is, is listen for an hour, an hour and a half to us talking. And it's like, oh, please. <laughs> I get that anyways. And you're not saying anything that I'm remotely interested in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, what are we going to do, right? That's it, it, exactly. beats, it beats the alternative. And that's them it killing doesn't. us. Oh. <laughs> So uh, well, marriage can be considered a form of death. Not for me. I love I love my wife. Oh, I, I didn't say I didn't love my wife. So for David, Guy, and Jimmy, I'm Tim Robertson, and we're out of here. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast at our RSS feed at MyMac.com or by visiting the iTunes Music Store's podcast section. Please send all feedback to MyMacPodcast at gmail.com. And thanks for listening to the MyMac.com podcast.